Premier Ultimate League Podcast is sponsored by Layout Gloves. For a limited time only, you can get some custom PUL gloves on layoutultimate.com. Got to place your order before March 25th. They ship out May 20th. Go check out layoutultimate.com to get your PUL custom layout gloves. The official glove sponsor of the PUL. We're here on episode three of the Poll Podcast, season two. Uh, this is a bit of an impromptu episode. A lot of news coming out. We've just dropped some very serious news yesterday, and we thought it'd be important to just get get some words out there. Um, and so, first of all, going around the horn, who we've got? It's me, your co-host, Julia, live from bed. <laughs> In Seattle, Washington. In Seattle. <laughs> and this is Maddie Fry, poll board president and joining from Atlanta, Georgia. And this is Hannah Leathers, uh, poll development associate from Denver, Colorado. All right. Interesting to note that we're representing all four time zones in the United States right here. Uh, left to right on the West Coast, Julia, then Hannah, then me in the Central here in Texas, and then East Coast, Maddie. That's kind of, you know, indicative of how the poll is. You know, it's we're all over. Y'all, it's P-U-L. I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. That's, you know, you're right. We had a board vote. It's the P-U-L. I apologize. Maddie and I are the biggest offenders of calling it both. I, I am number one. I'm, I, I can't stop. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, well, here we are. You know, yesterday we announced that we were suspending all league operations indefinitely. Um, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about how we came to that decision. You know, what are some of the possible outcomes that we could see happening based on the information we have right now? And, um, you know, what are some things that we might do if there are no games this year? Um, just talk a little bit about that. So, Maddie, maybe you could kick us off with a little bit of how we came, how the league came to this decision to suspend operations. Yes, happy to. Um, this was a really, really tough decision. Um, the The board and the executive committee and poll staff have been in really close communication for the last week about this issue, but really the last, I would say, three days. It's been pretty intense um, monitoring very closely what's happening in our country as well as the world um, and and seeing, you know, what was happening, especially in other countries who didn't practice social distancing, who, who didn't follow, you know, that protocol of canceling big meetings and trying to self-quarantine if you can. Um, they didn't follow it early enough and, and they saw that spike happen. And so we were really aware of that and also not wanting to put our players and fans and staff um, in harm's way in, in, at all. And so this may have been a surprise to some. It may feel um, like it's not necessary. We feel it is necessary to just kind of take this measure, you know, with every precaution in mind um, and, and to be swift and to be um, to give some information that, that teams and, and players can then use to act on. So that it's not this kind of hey, what's happening here? What, what's going to what's going to happen with the poll? Um, so, in, in particular, yesterday, um, you know, definitely texting and emailing throughout the day. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, Ellie Graydon, who is a public health expert and is um, monitoring, and and her company is um, part of doing some modeling and predicting about the the spread of the disease, the spread of the virus. Um, and that was really helpful. And then, you know, read some more articles and talked with more people and had a um, emergency meeting with our executive committee and staff, um, which was amazing that all seven of us could be on that call. 
Um, and then on that call sort of really reviewed the, the information that we had at hand, which was, um, you know, a, the social distancing that, that we could contribute to as a league w- could potentially make a big difference if we were to, you know, actually cancel, not cancel, but postpone or, um, suspend all league activities, um, and, and not contributing to that. We know that, um, between a hundred million and 260 million Americans will be infected with the virus, um, by the time this is all over. And the best thing we can do is try and flatten out that curve, meaning let's not have 20, you know, 260 million people get that virus within the next month. Let's try and spread that out over 20 months or over, you know, longer if we can. Um, and then of those estimates, the, the CDC folks, which sorry, stands for centers for disease control and prevention. Um, they are estimating that of those, um, 20 million will get sick enough that they need to be hospitalized. Um, and about, uh, in the U S and all of our hospitals, we have uh, less than 1 million hospital beds, and most of those are not for emergencies. So when we had that information and when we were really, you know, diving into it, we realized, okay, we need to do everything we can to, to try and stop the spread of this disease, knowing that probably young, healthy players are not likely to um, die from the coronavirus, but they can very easily pass it on, um, even being asymptomatic. And we know that the the death rate is higher amongst elderly and frail populations. So feeling that urgency and feeling um, the importance of the task at hand, we did decide to go ahead and suspend suspend league operations um, indefinitely. And we're having a board meeting on Monday night where we will, we've asked every owner to reach out to their teams to get player input. And on Monday night, this coming Monday, uh, March 16th, we'll be discussing what our potential options are going forward. That's great. And, and Hannah, I wonder if you might like, talk a second about why we chose to suspend league operations instead of just canceling the season or some other, um, you know, verbiage. Sure. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, as much as we can look at pro- uh, projections and um, gain information about how long the um, outbreak might last, um, we felt like using suspend instead of cancel as verbiage would leave us the op- option to, if, for some reason the U S kicks ass and the world kicks ass and we (laughs) are able to contain the outbreak and um, the curve goes back down and we could potentially have some safe um, events later on in May or June um, that we would like to do so. Um, So that, you know, is a potential outcome. Um, I think that we talked really extensively about having to be really careful about those options in terms of player safety and, um, also in terms of um, spending our money um, wisely and with the community in mind, since the community was so incredible last week and um, supported us so beautifully. Um, so that is a potential outcome that we, you know, unsuspend and, and do put together some um, potential exhibition style games in uh, late summer. But um, yeah, we just felt like leaving the verbiage open was was a good option for those things to potentially happen later on. Yeah, and things I mean things are happening so fast, you know, we're getting so much new information, things are changing so quickly. 
you know, th- things could change quickly the other way. I mean, just as evidenced by we had our this emergency executive committee and staff meeting scheduled for 7 p.m. And then all of a sudden at 2 p.m. we're like, we need to move this up. It was, you know, we even had to move the emergency meeting to a more emergency time. It's just <laughs> things are happening so incredibly, yeah. incredibly quickly. Um, what's been some of the vibe, you know, after it went within? So the PUL has a, um, I got it right that time, Julia. You proud of me there? <laughs> The, the PUL has a Slack group that we all interact for, you know, the, the more real-time interaction. What was some of the vibe and the feedback inside the Slack group once we did decide to um, to announce that we were suspending? Yeah, I think it's been really great. People are extremely supportive. And one thing I have really been grateful for throughout my time in the PUL has been everyone's intentional language around any type of communication. Um, and it's been really cool that obviously this is a really disappointing feeling for a lot of people who have put in years worth of work to get to where we are. And we were about to kick off like a really awesome second season. Um, But I think what's really cool too with this group of people is that a part of our mission as a, as a league and everyone who is a part of that league is still achievable um, in large part, like off field and through equity work and in work we can do with our teams and with local communities and communities that are really hurting with COVID-19 as well. And like communities that are really affected by that. And so I think the Slack messaging has been understandably, you know, acknowledging that this is hard and sad and there's a lot of feelings with this. And also like, how can we you know, use this situation to put our focus and our energies towards other things too, um, in a really inspiring, great way for me to see board members and owners kind of discuss like, okay, what can we do that, that checks those boxes and helps other people? Yeah. So let's say, let's say we're not able to, to come back with any kind of games or exhibition games, you know, what are, some of the things that everybody's been kicking around that we could do or just in real time. I know there's ideas are going to come, but what are the, some of the things y'all been thinking about? I mean, Hannah and Julia, I'd love for you to take this one. I would just preface it by saying the irony is that we never got a planning phase for pull for the PUL, right? <laughs> like we just <laughs> launched it and we're then, you know, building it as we went. So it, it would be nice to have a couple months or even a year to, to actually, you know, step back, do some more strategic planning, have our pull re- PUL retreat perhaps a little bit earlier um, and get to, you know, dive into these areas that we are tackling gradually because we're riding the bike as we build it. Um, but maybe get to like fully focus in those areas. So Julia, Hannah, I'd love to hear your thoughts there kind of along the lines of what Maddie's saying with planning, like I think it'd be really cool if we were able to do some type of uh, PUL board, uh, like furthered equity training and kind of some off field work that can really help fulfill the foundation of our mission and really kind of create a space where a lot of these people doing a lot of hard work have gone through a training together. Cause I think a lot of people have their own experiences and there some people have been trained, some people maybe haven't been as formally, but going through that process together is really impactful too as a group. 
So those are some things I've thought of and we've discussed. What about you, Hannah? Yeah, I think uh, my thoughts are are similar to Julia's. Um, we have been having a lot of internal discussions about how we're really proud of the um, how you know how often we're we're centering equity uh, internally with within discussions, but um, and and feel really proud of of what we've been able to do as um, you know we build the bike, as Maddie says. Um, but I think that, in my opinion, it is sort of a gift that we get to take this pause and, um, take some time to really think through how to build, um, some, some planning processes and some policies and some, um, infrastructure that is, um, easy for teams to follow and to build off of, um, in terms of our equity mission. Um, right now we have a lot of action being taken by teams that is really incredible. Um, but, that is not um, coming from a place that is centralized and um, giving every team equal amounts of resource and education and planning time to execute equity work in the same way um, as maybe other teams have the resource and or um, time to do. So I'm really excited to potentially look into um, doing an equity audit for the league or an equity strategic plan um, to give um, both the league administrators and, um, you know, team administrators, like Julia said, sort of a centralized place to take resources from, take education from, um, and to execute the work from, um, in a way that is, um, that makes every team and administrator feel supported in the work that we need to do kind of at both the, the team level and the league level, both internally and externally. Yeah, and this is this is just a, an incredibly resourceful and uh, smart and hardworking group. You know, it's I think that with any new challenge, frequently that opens new new opportunities, new doors, especially with you know so many uh, smart folks like we have in this group. So I'm sure we'll have lots of ideas come out in ways that we can use this time differently. Um, you know, this is not just a sports league, obviously, is what we're all talking about. So there's the on field piece, but there's a bunch of other pieces. Given that this is a real mission driven organization, so you know, um, that could lead to other opportunities as well. One little opportunity could be seeing Hannah, if you can draw a visual image of what it looks like for somebody to be riding a bike while it's being built. I would love to see that <laughs> <laughs> as an example of how this all would look. Or has I been will looking. definitely do that only if you put it as the image of the podcast. Let's do it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> can we talk a little bit about how we've already been able to, or just naturally, um, like had some amazing creative moments in this whole crisis. And one of them was last night after we made the announcement, got input from board members, drafted a public announcement and an email to teams and sent both of those out. Um, though we probably should have waited a little longer to send the public announcement, but all good. Um, Bonesaw had like, a third of a glass of beer or something like that, which means he was drunk <laughs> and, <laughs> and wrote this amazing poem that he sent just to us. But of course we then shared it with you, the world. And if anyone has it in front of you, will you please read it? <laughs> it's not amazing by any means. It was more just, it is amazing. No, it's not. It was more just born of just, I don't know. It was a weird day. We were, we spent a lot of time, all of us talking together and I, I felt sort of sad, obviously, as I'm sure a lot of folks did. 
Are you really going to make me read this on the, on the podcast? Okay, here's my, yep. my corny eighth grade <laughs> poem. <laughs> I can't read it. Uh, all right, well, fine. The whole spiel was I used every team's name in this little rhyme. As our hearts feel gridlocked with disappointment and worry, our souls feel uneasy and the whites of our eyes turn red. The shadow of fear and uncertainty casts shade on the revolution we have sprung. And when the torch shines with a little less radiance, like a monarch whose wings turn brown, and the pride we feel in this thing we have built is shaken, what will we see? I'll fucking tell you what we'll see. <laughs> Striking up over the horizon, blazing strong and steady, we'll see the blue, red, and white of the P-U-L crest rising. It ain't over, y'all. Hashtag pull for life. There you go. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. And, I, you know, the one part I left out was, I guess monarchs can die from something called black death which turns their wings brown. But I thought it was a little over the top to say, like a monarch whose wings turn brown with black death. <laughs> <laughs> a little over the top. That yeah. was a little too dark. Good job leaving that one out. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> that was just summed up how I was generally feeling yesterday evening. About it was great. <laughs> but I, I, I really think that this will lead to a lot of new ideas for what we can do with this thing we've built. That is, like I said, not just a sports league. Um, yeah. And uh, that being said, there are some still some cool stuff that we're still going to put out. I mean, so one thing we're going to do this year was do player profile videos, one per team, uh, as part of a, a sponsorship from Spin Ultimate, um, highlighting just some of the personalities uh, of some of the players on the teams. And we ha already have one finished in the can. It's by it's Libby Lehman from the Columbus Pride. So we'll be releasing that, um, and that'll be a little bit of a hint of some other you know kind of content we'll be making. And as Julia and Hannah and I talked about, maybe we. You know, we pivot and we make a little video profile about the equity work that the league is doing. Um, so there's definitely lots of other things we could be doing in there. Tons of good ideas. And send them your send your ideas our way if you have any. Yeah. And uh, Maddie, just kicking it back to you, you know, what are some things that the, the public can expect to see from us in the coming days, weeks? You know, what should people be expecting? What if they have questions, you know? Yes. Um well, if you have questions now, you can always reach out to us by email or on social media. Um, probably the best email address to use is premierultimateleague at gmail.com. Um, and then we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, um, Instagram, all the good stuff. Um, and what we're going to be up to in the next several days. So the teams, like I said, are going back to their, their teams, their players, and getting a sense of um, how are folks feeling. And, you know, for example, if the league were to be able to have some exhibition games or even a modified league in May and June, like Hannah said, assuming we all act in accordance and reduce the spread of, of this virus, then um, would folks feel comfortable doing that? And what kind of shape and format might that look like? So. We'll be discussing that on Monday night. Um, we'll continue on with our weekly board meetings as the PUL board. Um, and then we'll just be sending kind of periodic updates to the public. Um, but we, we don't have anything as of yet that's changed from yesterday. So as things progress, we'll just be in contact. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining today. Any other final thoughts that we should touch on before we... Yeah, Maddie, do you mind just talking about like overall kind of yeah. what you learned yesterday and then i'd really like to put in like an equity plug for immunocompromised and at-risk people awesome yes okay so um basically what i learned yesterday again talking with ellie my my public health friend and expert 
was that the, the best thing that we can do to prevent the spread of the virus is social distancing. And what that means is if you are hosting an event, um, cancel it, um, especially if that event has more than 10 people. Um, if you are considering whether or not to go to event, probably not safe to go, um, especially if that event has 10, more than 10 people. Um, and the reason is because even if you know, you're know you in a demographic that's healthy or that um, you're not worried about contracting the virus yourself, um, we can very easily spread that virus to um, folks who it would be more serious if they were to contract the virus. Um, and so that's um, basically some of the guidance that I've received. Um, I think that's also what led the poll to want to suspend our operations, um, again, indefinitely. And um, the other things you can do are wash your hands as frequently as possible, especially every time you go to the bathroom, every time you leave the house, every time you enter into a new room. <laughs> wash your hands. I know we're joking about it, but don't touch your face. Um, if you're around other people, do an elbow bump instead of a handshake. Um, what else? Um, these are basically just some of the, the best practices that we're hearing. And again, the countries that have and locales that have implemented these kinds of social distancing measures have seen really big drops um, in the rate of infection and the rate of spread. So it's, it's somewhat heartening to know that our actions, like our behaviors, really can make a big difference. Yeah, thanks, Maddie. And I think, you know, I would just like to add a perspective of, um, you know, looking at this situation through sort of an equity lens. Um, recognize that, you know, if you're a healthy individual, you're in a place of privilege right now. And there are a lot of folks um, in the U.S. and around the world who are either immunocompromised or elderly or who don't have access to health care, um, who are in a really, really tough situation right now, um, just to be totally candid, I am one of those folks. I have a chronic illness. So yesterday was really, really tough for me just thinking through how to communicate with people in my life about, you know, how much uh, more at risk I am and what that means to me and how they can help. Um, and in talking with a lot of amazing people yesterday, um, I kind of gathered some thoughts about um, what folks who are not um, in high risk situations can do to help folks who are. Um, and like Maddie was saying, social distancing is a huge piece of that. And just to kind of um, expand on what that might mean as an ally to someone who's in a high risk group, um, that, that means communicating with them about what your plans are for social distancing and what your exposure level has been like so far. For example, if you are going to go hang out with somebody tonight one-on-one, -on -one, who isn't immunosuppressed or has an illness um, and you went to a sports game last week, they, they deserve that information. Um, communicate with them um, proactively about where you have been and also about where, what you are planning to do in the weeks coming to either um, abstain from you know, places with large gatherings or if you aren't planning to do that, um, talk to them about that because that information um, they deserve to know that so that they can make informed decisions about whether they'd like to be around you or not. Um, even in small gatherings, that um, actions that have been taken outside of those small gatherings by people who are at the small gatherings are going to affect, um, you know, that that contact in different ways. Um, 
So just, you know, be, be smart about your social distancing, both for yourself and for people who are at higher risk. And please do your best to communicate um, what your plans are and, um, you know, how, how you are able to either help and or, um, you know, how you could potentially hurt those people um, by coming in contact with them. I just want to add the term social distancing. That's that's what we're using because that's what we've been taught. But it's really physical distancing, right? And it's um, like, please call your friends <laughs> and your loved ones and use Zoom and, and be in touch, you know, in safe ways. Yeah. Thanks for all that. And thanks for uh, all this information on the podcast and all the work y'all have done to try to get the PUL, you know, into a good place to, to handle the situation. Um, on a lighter note, just to finish off, I can't wait to see the, the, the drawing of the riding a bike while you're building. It sounds like the kind of tattoo I would love to get someday when we ever, whenever we're all in the same place. So I'm um, just throwing that out there that I, I, you know, I can't wait to see it. I'd love, I'd love to hire you to, to, to tattoo it on me someday. Uh, to be I mean, honest, I feel like I cannot surpass your incredible poem, so I feel a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can, we can continue to, to one-up each other in a healthy way, maybe. Not one-up each other, but push each other to create more stuff. How about that? Yeah, when I, Bonesaw, when I think of you, I just think of like constantly one-upping people. No, that's that's exactly right. That's Bonesaw. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Well, thanks all. Uh, well, uh, for the fans out there listening, we'll be hearing a lot more from us soon, hopefully, and from the other board members. I mean, we're going to keep the podcast going, get some of the other voices on here, hear what's happening in other communities, you know, over the next couple of weeks. So um, thanks again for joining. Thanks again to Layout Gloves for sponsoring this podcast and for the sweet custom gloves that we'll all still be getting because guess what? This season may be suspended, but the PUL is still alive and well. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye. See ya. Bye.